Welcome into this Five Clubs Conversation. I'm Gary Williams, and this one has taken a couple months uh, to materialize for this reason. We wanted to make sure that he was going to be in the Masters field. And when he won the Saudi International, well, that put him inside the world top 50. But he had to hold that position. And a couple of weeks ago when he finished tied for six at the Players' Championship, that gave him the cushion he needed. So next week, Harold Varner III is going to drive down Magnolia Lane for the first time ever. He has never been on the property. And he's going to play in the Masters Tournament. It's significance to him personally. Of course, it's a big, big deal to get to the Masters for the first time. But his career, the projections that he has made, the progress that he's made, his relationship with one of the most significant global sporting icons of all time, and his life now in the game of golf. It's all coming up on this Five Clubs Conversation. With that, we welcome in Harold Varner III. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, obviously been super busy, but yeah, just hanging in there. Oh, listen, I, you know how much I appreciate you taking the time. You are busy. Um, yeah, I, but we've been scheduling this for like Well, I just mentioned that. I just said that, that we, and, and, and look, ideally it was, can we get him in here before the Masters with you being in the Masters field? Now you're in, and I saw you at the players, and I'm like, you know what, leave him alone. I don't even want to touch the money. Hey, you know, I want him to get the cushion, and you got it. You're going to Augusta National tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's a lot of hard work, but it's it's exciting. You know, you don't think about the hard work and all that stuff. You think about how you can, uh, you know, how you can win, how you can get in contention. You know, I, I flew with Webb yesterday to an RBC event, and he was talking about how he was in contention, I don't know how many years ago. I guess it was two, three, when, it'd be 2019. I think he was like, three back on the last day, and I was just like, dude, how is it? Like, I want to feel that. So that's what I'm really focused on. You know, obviously there's a lot of stuff. You know, I haven't even registered. I got the email last night. So I usually, you know, obviously your agent registers, and I'm I'm like, oh, he'll register. And I look at the email, and it's not. Uh, it's just to me. So I, I, I'm still going to send it to him. It's old school there. I mean, everything is, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here as somebody who is really thrilled for you. And to go down there tomorrow, to, to, to see it for the first time before next week. I mean, do you remember the first Masters you ever watched? Not really. I just watched bits and pieces. I'm not yeah. a big golf watcher. Like You didn't watch Tiger win in 05. Uh, I, you wrote no, that. I did not. You were out playing. That's that's what I love doing. Uh, the only one that I've watched and has like made a difference, I mean, I feel like emotionally, is 2019. Um there's a guy named Daniel Meggs I grew up playing junior golf with. I'm sure everyone's heard the story. He, uh, you know, he was dying, and I he asked me to somebody asked me to get a video from Tiger, and like I've never asked Tiger for anything besides like advice and golf, and he basically sent a video Wednesday of that Masters to me. Tiger did, you know. I'm like looking at this, I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm watching live from the Masters. I'm like, dude, he just sent this like that. I was like, that is so cool because I asked like three weeks prior, and he came through, and it was just, you know, I. I thought the world that so I sent it to Daniel and he sent this long message but I just remember him saying he's like 
my birthday's on Sunday and Tiger's going to win. And, you know, like, I'm like, this guy's full of it. Like, whatever, you know, let him believe whatever. You know, he's, this is a long battle and it's just not going his way. And he, you know, Tiger freaking won. And he calls me in the car and my wife now is uh, in the car and we're just like, we're just crying in the car. Like, so that's, that's so much bigger than golf to me. So those are things that I'll never forget. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. So nuts. Yeah, I, I had Jim Nance on the show last week. And first of all, if you wind him up on Augusta National, I think I asked him two questions in 45 minutes. I mean, it, but, but it's, it's, it's him just reflecting on all these different things. And 19 came up, and I, I mentioned this last week, and I actually brought in the little leather-bound notebook. I walked every step with Tiger that no day. Way. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've been lucky in my life to, to go to some special things. Um, I, I, Reggie Jackson hitting three home runs in the World Series. I was 10 years old in Yankee Stadium. I mean, I've, I've seen some – it was amazing. But, but seeing all 70 shots and seeing the way that crowd literally was just trying to pull them across the line and seeing, you know, whether it was Kepka, Molinari, Tony, all hit balls in the water on 12. All these things are coming together, and I am, I'm like, this is not happening. No. And it was happening. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't watch all of it again. I would just watch the last couple holes. I couldn't believe he was, uh, you know, he was winning, you know, like, period. You're just, like, you're just excited that he's out there. Um, I was looking forward to him my rookie year, just him playing against him, being around him. And then, you know, for the first three, four years, he wasn't out there. So, like, I'm super fortunate that now that he's out there, he's been really great to me. But I would love to just him be healthy and play seven years, however long I've been on tour with him and joke with him and, and that's what it's about. Like, it's a camaraderie. I know it's about winning. I get it. But, like, my job's to, like, keep it light because if I get serious, I'm toast. Well, the, the word is, and we'll know later today, that he's going to be there today uh, playing the golf course, testing his body. That. You were asked that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you hear, but the thing I saw on Instagram where he was walking medalist, he ain't walking medalist just to just no, <laughs> no. walk medalist. <laughs> so, no. it is, I think and it's real. he had the Kava with him. Yeah, I think it's real, and I, I think it's uh, it's impressive. You know, after you know when I wasn't on tour, I just like, oh, how's he handle all the media? Now it's way more impressive now. Like he can't just live, like he can't just go out. Like today, I'm gonna play at Quail, and no one's gonna give a fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, I just find it amazing. He just keeps going, just every time, just doesn't miss a beat. Uh, he's like a cat. He's got like a hundred lives. It's, uh, I said this, I did a little video yesterday, and I said, he's not trying to draw attention to himself. His mere existence draws attention. Yeah, yeah mean, just being there. Just, just, just being wherever he may be, and the fact that somebody is, is climbing through the bushes and the vegetation at Medalist to get some you know, clandestine little video of him hitting a tee shot on the 18th hole. I, I remember the first time he played at what was then the Wachovia Championship which was the second year of its existence. Like, Omir and John Cook had told him, hey, Quail, you'll like it. So he shows up. He stays at the Ballantyne Resort. On, on Tuesday of that week, he is, he's running. He's going for a run that morning down Ball, uh, Ballantyne Commons Parkway. And somebody, somebody took a picture of him. It was on the front page of the Charlotte Observer the next day. And I'm thinking, this guy's never going to want to come back. And he just, he's just an incredible you know, human. I don't know how you. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Um, 
I just would think I would pull like a Will Smith or something and snap once or twice. <laughs> and he does it. So it's very, uh, it's very impressive. Yeah, it is. The Augusta National thing for you, um, do you think there's any symbolism for you? Because, I listen, I've, I've read some things that you have written about. Look, you're okay with the fact that, that people, you know, talk about you being a black golfer. Um, and you, you did have an experience though in Australia where you saw that it was different. Culturally, it's like, hey, he's a golfer. Yeah. And in this country, the narrative always gets narrowed down to, hey, he's a black golfer. And you're like, I, I'd, I'd like to get to the point where I'm just those, a golfer. <laughs> those are quite obvious. Uh, you know, I think we're just so quick to just figure out what's, uh, what's easy to talk what's about. Easy. You know, like, let's talk about what the real issue is. Like, you know, it's an economic issue why some kids can't play golf. It is too expensive, and we just – we don't want to address the real issues, so I just take them, like, when people – like, I'm sure when I get down there, I'm going to get asked, what, this and that about, you know, race. You or And, you know, I'm going to just handle it the way that – I'm just going to keep doing stuff through my foundation and things I believe in and just let people believe what they want to believe. Um, you can't get caught up in what someone else, I guess, so much believes because if you do that, then you're, like, you're following their narrative of what they – what sometimes I don't agree with. So if you just keep doing what you're doing and people can just, I mean, I use different choice of words, but on here, just they can go do their thing. You can, you can say what you want on here. That's the beauty of independence, uh, which is a nice thing. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I the, the one thing that I have, I've said consistently, and I, you listen, I'm sitting here as a white guy, but I, I think that, that golf should not run away from their past. That, that the only way to get better is to, to not deny that it existed, that you had a Caucasian-only policy on through through the PGA Tour. And and Tiger talked about it in his Hall of Fame induction. Tiger Woods is not 75 years old. Correct, yeah. Tiger is in his mid-40s. Yeah. And, and he talked about the experiences he had as a kid, that he couldn't walk into a clubhouse. And there's a line from a movie, you're too young to have seen it. It was called Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford. And, and his character was trying to explain to the president who, who had a relationship with this guy who wound up being a, in a drug cartel. And the guy said, I need to act like I, I didn't know him. He said, no, 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 no. When you're asked about it, don't say you were friends. Say you were good friends. And, and don't run away from your past. Yeah, and and I, I, th I think that, that the only way for golf to, to really become more inclusionary is to never forget how exclusionary the game used to be. Totally, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've i just, in my, I figured out, you know, I've spent some time with Charlie Sifford, like super fortunate, you know, and some of my journey is basically what he used to tell me. Like we would talk about like, you know, how was it? And he's like, man, all that stuff's done. He's really, he was incredible. He never held a grudge. He was incredible at just putting the past where the past is supposed to be. And one thing I'm learning, my mom used to always tell me like history repeats itself. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, Mom. You know, like, they always have these sayings and these weird things they do. And I find it odd that we talk about it more, and it's way better. That just blows my mind every day. Like, I'd never, I never really cared that I was black or even knew it was, like, a thing until I got on the PJ Tour, and it became, once again, easy. So, like, why are we, like, talking about it? I mean, I can't really talk about this, but the best thing I've ever heard was when Morgan Freeman was on CNN, mm -hmm. and the guy asked him about being black, and he said, "He said, what if I wanted to call you a Jewish white guy? I'll just leave you that all 
and then Morgan Freeman basically says the reason it's relevant is because we talk about it all the time. You know, like that's and he couldn't be more true. And yeah, that's probably why some people hate him. So it's it's yeah. interesting. I think if you have an opinion, uh, you know, because everyone has their idea. What we don't do now is like this person can have his opinion, this person can have his opinion, but we can't go like have a beer afterwards. It's like it, we're ready to fight. Um, and it's quite embarrassing because whenever you're a kid, you go to school and they're like, oh, share this, talk, do this. But as soon as like money and, you know, image and all this stuff's involved, we'd rather cut them down. And I don't think it's sad. Like, I just think it's so embarrassing. I mean, I like the joke about it, you know, because once again, Charlie said the hard work's been done. Like, go play golf, enjoy the fruits of, like, what he's done and, you know, Lee Elder. So I'm not, like, not aware of what's happened. I'm yeah. not, like, just, oh, well, this just happened to me. But I'm not going to sit here and be, like, the same situations for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I have to, I have to like, stand my ground and be, like, I have been given so much from these people to, that I can't sit here and just be, like, uh, yeah, you know whatever no I'm aware I'm totally aware you know one of the things you wrote about a couple years ago in the Players Tribune was that you know the entry into the game let's not act like everything's solved and you're not and I'm not just talking about young African-American boys and girls I'm yeah. talking about everybody golf talking about golf um, what do we got to do I mean I think that there are there are signs of of more access being granted Without a doubt. I mean um, and I think that's happening but, but again economically there are barriers that, that have got to be altered yes yeah, so we uh the foundation actually started because the mayor of gastonia and this guy that runs this golf course i played at where it was 100 bucks from june 1st until september 1st they basically told us that we couldn't we couldn't like do the same program so like say that 100 bucks in 2000 so i would have been 11 when that started 31 so that's 20 years ago mm-hmm 20 years ago, let's say that's 250. I said, I will pay, I will pay whatever. Whatever kid from Gaston County wants to do this, they'll get a card, they can do it. And we went and met with them and they said, we're not just gonna let anyone use our course. Um, and it was, it was like, it, you know, it pissed me off, but yeah. it was great because now we have a direction with the foundation. We have exactly what we wanna achieve and what we wanna do, but I just you gotta. I think kids should play for free. Like the, that's how I learned. I learned a lot of things. A lot of things, you know. I learned how to get a foul mouth. I learned how to say yes sir, no sir. I learned how to talk to people. Like you know, it's just things that you can't. You can, I mean, you can you can go to school to teach it, but you're like it's not going to happen. You got to be exposed. Like I think the greatest way to become something bigger is to get burned. Like you know, you hear all these relationship advices. They're like, I have such a good relationship. Yeah, because I just had a terrible one. Yeah, it's just. It's the way it works, and if you're lucky, you get in a good one, and you work together, and you figure it out. Um, so it's just very interesting that we we spend all this money on like, you know, and the first he's been great in our mentorship. Like we we sit here and we they have like a two million dollar facility behind yeah. where Arnold Palmer Cadillac used to be. I'm like, you know what you could do with two million dollars at a golf course for kids? You just give them a million dollars and just drop the kids off. Let them play. And if they're not good enough, you build like a little nine-hole, little five-hole par three, and you let them figure out how to get better. Um, we're, we just don't take the time. We just want to make a dollar more than we want to have another kid come out. And what ends up happening is if you keep doing that long enough, and the only reason it didn't happen is because of COVID. It was coming. It would have been the greatest thing for golf because we would have had to have done something. Now COVID came, and you're like, oh, you know, we're back in the good. 
Yeah, it's hilarious. So, like, I'm very opinionated about this because I think that we would rather have – we'd rather make another dollar than see that another kid gets in the golf. And that's just, like – first of all, it's embarrassing because, like, we say we're, we want to help the game and we don't do shit. Yeah. Like, and I – so, right now, the youth and course is the best thing that I've seen that's the closest to that. And it's $5. I think you pay $50, like, membership fee, and then it's $5 – $5 every time to go to one course that's a part of youth on course. And I think there's 68 in North and South Carolina, but it's a nationwide. Um, yes, it is. And so it's really cool. They, they approach me. They have a, I think they have the best idea. Um, I don't know how they pull it off because I want to know how, what the middle is costing. Cause there's no way all these courses are like, yeah, whatever. I just think that it, the, the reason why I played golf, I hung out with my mom. Like, we, she'd come, like, have lunch with me. Or, you know, when she picked me up, she'd watch me play. Like, if moms are involved and kids, you know, dad's going to be around or the other vice versa. It's uh, it's just sad we don't look at it very basic. We, like, we'd rather crunch numbers and figure out how we can make money instead of, like, I understand doing that in the real world. But, like, we're talking about, like, kids, man. They don't even work. Well, I, I, you know, there's another place that you have a relationship with. And again, this, this is a very, you know, small area, but I think it's a big impact. And that is Congaree, what they're doing uh, with, with a county that is destitute. I mean, it's one of the poorest counties. If you're one of the poorest counties in South Carolina, you're one of the poorest counties in America. And to take that nine-hole golf course, which is called the Sarge, and to, to turn that into a little utopia for kids to be able to play golf, not to mention what they're doing through that ambassador program. I think more clubs need to have relationships with the communities in which they reside, uh, whether it be the boys and girls clubs. And I, I agree with you that the first tee does good work, um, but I think that more great clubs need to, to be members of their community. If they really love golf, foster the next generation of golfers. Yeah, we always say that, and oh, I always do. I always just say, one day I'm gonna be in hospice, and one of these kids that is in this mentorship program is gonna be feeding the tube. Yeah. Like, let's just be completely honest. And if you don't help those kids, they're not gonna know what to do or how to do it. And I, I take pride in that actually. Um, I, I have Congaree like, though is special. Yeah, they did it right though in the aspect like if you can't do time, do money. If you can't do money, figure out someone you know. Yep. And don't be judged if one of those three things isn't what some other member did or didn't do. <clears throat> it's like these are the three things we need. And they get it. They they don't care. They don't there's no uh ego to well I did this. And we run a lot and we run into that a lot in golf. Um it's just, you know, I've been super fortunate to meet some good ones, but I definitely have heard about some some Oh bad yeah. Ones. No uh, no question. But Congaree, yeah, the sergeant course is uh <clears throat> good on Lucas Glover though <clears throat> I know he was the first one that like was approached me but I know the members I know Bruce Davidson was super behind that and yep. John McNeely they wanted to get that course so that they could literally like that's what's important get people started we don't care how good you are but then they have another side if you're really good and you want to play golf in college we'll fly you over for a couple of weeks we'll set you up get, you know like cover the whole bases and they don't they don't back down from anyone they're just you know they do it the right way they're just well connected and I've had a great time there from my personal stance. Yes, I think it's a cool a place. Uh, there's an, obviously another really cool place. There's sister course or brother course, whatever you want to call it, Diamond Creek yep. that I've been to a few times. And John McNeely and Bruce have just kind of taken me under their wing. I mean, uh, spoke with Bruce the other day, and he's, like, so pumped about, you know, me. That's what's cool about Augusta to me is how excited other people are 
like that's what you live for like at the end of the day these my journeys and you know been across so many different people and just hearing them like hey i'm so excited blah blah you remember this and i'm like no i don't remember that but i'm so <laughs> excited that you're excited <laughs> so it's uh just those places congregate gets it it's hard to do in i think it'd be hard to do in a in gastonia mm-hmm. only because there's no attraction to, to go there like um what's cool about congregate they built a golf course that is like second to none yep so like people are like i want to go see it and then they the the coolest thing that brewster's ever told me he's like last year he's always talking about he's like just kind of move in silence just like do what you think's good what's right for you and that's what congaree does yeah oh this we want to help this like the sergeant course i'm sure that had been up for grabs for like a year oh no you talk to those guys and and for people listening or watching and, and you're going what is it if you just Google Congaree Foundation, Congaree Kids, you can find out more about the, what their mission is. I mean, this is a, a bona fide philanthropic endeavor on the part of Dan Freakin, and it was Bob McNair as well who's, who's passed on. Um, the Sarge was the most rundown. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was, it was a sad scene, and, and now it's going to be. But, but what Bruce said is right. It's, it's action. It's all about action. It's not about words. Um, you know, I, back to Augusta here for a second. You look. I think that as much as you probably wanted to put it out of your mind, I, I want to know though about logistics. Like, do you already have a house for next week? Do you? Yeah. So I knew I was. So this. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name, but on Twitter, there's this guy named Nostra, and he like basically follows the world rankings. Oh yeah, he's he's unbelievable. I've been following him for years. Yeah. So he uh, about. Uh, Hilton Head last year, I was in like 74 in the world rankings or whatever, and I was like, oh, what do I need to do? And he's like, you either need to get your divisor down or you need to play a lot. And I love playing golf. I didn't have a kid at that time, and, you know, you're following your FedEx Cup, so you're like, I need, I want to get as high as I can get, blah, blah. And he, after – am I allowed to say that on here, Saudi Arabia? Yes, of course right, you cool, can. Just making sure. <laughs> Every time they, I was going to say overseas, whatever. But when I won in Saudi Arabia, you know, I moved up, and I was, like, inside the top 50, but not, like, I knew it was enough time where he could be out. I had messaged him. I was like, hey, what do I need to do? He's like, play waste management. You're not going to lose any points. So he just basically, like, told me kind of where to play. But it got to the point where he's like, man, you play where you can play well. And I was like, well, damn, all right, I ain't playing here. So I played – I shouldn't have played waste management. I was probably still on the moon. Um, just, a, you know, it was fun. And then I went to the Super Bowl. So I, I had, like, a nice little hiatus of golf. Like, yeah. I didn't play – I didn't play the week before. I played Palm Springs, no Tory. Didn't play Pebble. Missed a cut in waste management. Missed a cut in L.A. You know, it was a just – it wasn't a bad stretch. You know, I had fun. I had a great yeah. time. But I didn't get any FedEx Cup points. So, I'm, like, looking at the FedEx, looking at my world ranking. It was kind of cool because it was – you know, I love when my back's against the wall because, like, at the end of the day, I want to play on the PJ Tour. I mean, like, that's what I want to do. So, and to have that opportunity, you got to be in the top 125. So, I'm just seeing, I'm, like, going down, like, uh, before, so I didn't play Bay Hill. I didn't play, what was before Bay Hill? Honda. Honda. Yeah, so we went on a nice little stretch there, just, like, no points. So, I'm, like, 114 going into players. And I used to live down there. And just, like, worked my tail off, like, those two weeks. And I was kind of, you know, I obviously voiced my opinion about what I thought about all the stuff that was coming out, everyone talking about everyone. I'd hate when someone speaks for me. And uh, so I just made a plan. I was like, hey, I'm going to work at it. Things I'm not hitting it well. I get it. 
But I basically said, I want to talk to Jay. I want to be like, hey, this is what I don't like. I don't like people talking about people in the public. Like, I hate that. Like, in a real world situation, in a real sport, someone would have gotten punched. Like, that's just not how you handle things like that. Like, they would just fight. It'd be whatever they fought, they got it off them, they're good to go. Mm -hmm. But in golf, you can get away with it because people just take sides, especially with everything going on. It's like, well, are you not with the tour? Are you with the tour? But I felt as if when I won over there, it was frowned upon that I won that that I like if I wouldn't have won they wouldn't have said anything but that I won it became a big deal but Jay took the time he took probably took an hour on Wednesday and we just talked about things I didn't like and what I liked and you know I obviously I'm gonna keep all those things to myself but I just I really appreciated him just taking the time because I was pissed I was just super mad that it became a thing when he could have shut it down it became like a you know you turn on the golf channel it was like TMZ. I don't watch TMZ because it sucks. Like, yeah. I don't really care, like, about Joe Schmo said this about Joe Schmo or whatever. So, just got everything off my chest. And I, like, you know, once I got to players, I was, like, I was ready. I was pissed off. Like, I wanted to play well, and I wanted to play, you know, I wanted to get to Augusta was the thing. Sure. And it obviously showed, you know, like, I was ready to go. I didn't play well in Tampa, but, you know, it was a long week, and, Players, I probably shouldn't have played Tampa, but then I get in this pool, which, you know, I just think match play. If you win, you should you should go. If you lose, take your ass home. You know, that's how it should be. That's how – You think Wednesday should be you should, one and done. Yeah, one and done. Take, yeah. And I, I believe I'm with you. But I'm also not Dell Technologies putting up $100 million, So right. I, I totally get it, but I don't get it. Like, that – we got I got people text me like, oh, good luck in the next match. I'm like, I can't play in the next match. So no one – understands it's just like our FedEx we don't understand what's going on you just like look at the screen and it goes like oh he moved up oh he didn't move up you know we don't we have no clue so like obviously I'm now I'm moving up in the world rankings moving up in the FedEx I just I've never been to Eastlake so you know like Augusta's cool but I'm trying to go to Atlanta as well like knock some things off that I've always wanted to do which would then automatically get into the Masters again next year not to mention you know look the bonus money is real I mean that is huge I mean, I remember. I remember a couple of years ago, you played well at, at Liberty National, uh, and and you were you were you were on the cusp there, and it got you into Medina. And I remember talking to you that week, and you're like, "Oh man, I mean, like this Dude, is." That was the first big check I made. It was nuts. I was like, "All right, I'm getting better," but the coolest part is, um, so I was twenty. I say I was twenty eighth going into Medina. And I was just like, oh, dude, I just played decent. I'll get in. I ended up finishing dead last, go home. How I just – how unaware I was that, like, the difference, like, just playing solid that week versus, you know, just, oh, yeah, let's just see if we play good. And how different my attitude is now. You know, you just – and that's why I always tell people, like, oh, what do you – you know, they're asking me, like, when are you going to win, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to win when it's on my time. It's my journey. It's my race. I'm still knocking on the door. I feel like I'm – my best golf is coming. And it's just helped me, like, have so much peace. Yeah. You know, like, Tiger has been so good to me. When he, I asked him one day, I said, man, what does it take to win? Because that's what everyone kept asking me. He's like, man, you stop worrying about everyone else. You have a better chance to win. And I was like, all right, I like that. And ever since then, you know, I just kind of focused on, like, what I want to do. And, you know, there's a little bit there where, like, I was doing what I love to do, play golf. I play to win and getting scrutinized for something that I don't, really want to talk about to be honest with you. it doesn't pertain to what someone else said so i i found that super odd the whole yeah. deal 
I would still go back. I had a great time over there. Yeah. I made money. I made some awesome friends. Um, you you, you do understand. And look, I had Greg Norman a couple weeks ago and asked him the questions I felt I needed to ask him. Um, and he was he was good at, at you know, some people would say he wasn't good at all. And I get it because he was he's not going to he's not going to enter into the conversation. He's 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 picked his side and, and he's representing. Yeah, he's, he's representing it. But my question to you is, were, were you I mean, were, look, to go over there, you were getting appearance money. 100%. And a lot of guys did. Yeah, a lot of guys did. But but you winning, it was almost like it it fortified like this alignment of you 100%. with them. It's hilarious. I love it. It I I didn't love it at the time, but now that like I got to clear the air and just be like, these you know some of the stuff is wrong. It's wrong what you're doing. Um, how you're going about going against someone. Um, and then some other questions. And then the, I still don't have some questions. I want to know, you know, like, you know, I was never in the military, so I don't really have. A total like, hey, I would shoot every person other type mentality. Like I get, you know, I get where those people come from, especially if you shot my best friend. But like to me, I all I hear is human rights, human rights. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, if that's the only thing you got, then like we need to do better. So uh, we're gonna keep learning. We're gonna keep understanding. Like why is it so hated? Like you know, I'm not gonna sit here and hate somebody for, you know, it may. It's the reason I'm going to Augusta. So like I can't sit here and be like. Oh, I hate I hate those people. No, those people they gave me an opportunity. They gave me something I didn't didn't have at the time at the PG Tour, and I played well when I got the opportunity. Um, and if anyone knows, you know, diapers and school, those things are real. Those things cost, and I just I mean I just hate that it's so like black and white. It's if the league wasn't going, it wouldn't even matter. And this, if the league thing was here, then we wouldn't even be talking about it. Because the only reason people get mad and they have they come up in arms is because there's a threat to their either money or there's or something they want. And that's the only reason people get mad. Like, that's in life. Like, if you get mad, you did something that you felt like hurt your feelings or you took something from someone. And that's what is happening. And it's pretty funny. The only reason it gets worse is because there's more money involved. It's like I said, when you're a kid and no money's involved, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. As soon as money gets involved. <sighs> It's like a fire. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Now we just watch it play out. It's it's you know you you mentioned the human rights thing and I, I've I've had a lot of discussions with a lot of players uh, Norman most recently. Um, I, I look they have a they do have a horrific human rights record. Um, they do and they recently executed publicly almost ninety people. Um, not to mention their their attitudes towards women from the beginning of time. Um, and they have a they have someone who is leading their government who wh whether you want to believe it or some other guys who've, who went over there and took the money look everybody always has a better idea about how everyone should live their lives yeah except I mean, they don't look at themselves no. so I'll answer all that yeah. stuff you just said so they have this thing so before I went over there I just started I just started doing my own research like you know I'm just sitting there and I'm asking questions this guy's driving me I was like man tell me about what's going on he's like he's like ah uh, you know, people have grown up to just believe certain things. Same way in America. We believe certain things, and we argue it, and we go home and sleep. So the prince that's coming in wants to do this 2030 vision. Oh, yeah. So if people go look at it. So, like, one day, you know, one day not long ago, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be allowed to marry my wife. But someone made a decision on a plan, a way that they can make it better. I don't know who was a part of it. I'm super thankful. I have an awesome kid. You know, I got the reward of someone believing in that. 
So this, the prince that's coming in has a plan. Mm-hmm. And if I sit there and, you know, whether you say I'm a part of the plan or not, I'm, I have to be because I played and I won and it made them look good. Like, why is that? Like, why did I do anything wrong? Like, they, they want to make an arena where men and women can walk together. You can We can sit in the past and talk about what's bad, what's what's wrong. Like, that doesn't help about getting a solution of what, you know, something where you're like, it's either tolerable or they're doing something better. And then no one can answer that question because at the end of the day, they're trying to get better. And we don't I don't think we should judge how they use to get better. We, we can sit here and critique. I mean, how did it get better here? We're still... <laughs> what are we doing here? You know, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like we can't just sit here and cast a stone at these people for something that wasn't, that was happening in our own country just for the color of our skin. Not that long ago. Like I, that's, that's, so there's something else. There's something that we don't know. I don't even know if I really want to know, but I, I judge people off of how they treated me and they've treated me unbelievable. The PJ tours treat me unbelievable. Give me time. And I'm just sitting here doing my job and trying to make a career, and I just don't I don't understand all the details of, like, the – you know, I read the 2030 thing of how yeah. they want to make it better. And, and also, it's it's also preparing for a post-oil-dependent economy. Without a doubt. And, and, and look, all those things that you talked about, in the, and I've, I've done the same thing, and, look, they are heavily invested in this country. Uh, they have they've, – whether it's Uber, Bank of America, Citicorp, Disney – they, they, that money from the public investment fund is sprinkled from Wall Street to Silicon Valley and everywhere in between. Correct. So, you know, I, I, it, for people who want to get very righteous about this, I would recommend wherever your money is invested, do a little research yourself. But what, I'm, what I would get back to as far as trying to change, they can't be duplicitous. They can't, they can't create opportunities for people, whether it be through sports or, or through economic means, and then still continue to do the things like you cannot kill a journalist because Without he disagrees with, with what they, mean, they believe in. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, they have to show that they Compassion. are evolving. I agree. There's got to be actions. Once again, there's got to be some type of action where you're like, hey, you're getting better. But the, the thing that I find, you know, so interesting like i'm a professional golfer first i my job is to play golf and provide for my family and if that's not here or there i'm going to go where the most money is so i can have the best future like that's what anyone with common sense would do that and then you hear this you're selling your soul you're doing i'm like i ain't selling anything i sold my soul to golf because i wanted to play i wanted to compete i wanted to beat people the best players were there i went and played like relax, uh, you know. We try to make it more complicated so that we we can just get all confused instead of. Dude, I played great. I would have beat a lot of people that week. Like you beat a lot of people. I know week. it couldn't have happened to a better person, Bubba. It was great. <laughs> I'm playing with him at Zurich. I'm pumped. Yeah. So that was really cool. I just uh, no one can have open dialogue right now, and that that scares me more than anything. Like. You can't just sit here and be like, hey, man, this is what I think. Like, and, you know, that like the public fund doing that, being in everything. I had to look at myself and be like, hey, I know they're involved in that, but like anyone can donate to that. Anyone can be in that. There's no, like, I think if some of those companies had choices, they would choose otherwise. Yeah, no, so, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know. So, like, once again, doing your own research, I can be accountable for myself, and no one wants to do that. They just want to be accountable for someone else's so they can look like they're better than that person. And that's that's obviously the world we live in, but now there's like millions of dollars involved, and it's like a big deal. Hundreds of millions of dollars involved. <laughs> Last thing on that subject, 
Um, will you, would you play in one of those events this year? I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. You know, you'll see what happens in London. Will we be surprised at some of the names who will turn up outside of uh, London the second week in June? You should not be surprised because I just said something that was the most important thing. You're a professional golfer. And two of the events, there's no event in the, there's no event on the schedule. Right. Um, that, that was not by accident. Uh, obviously. But um, that's called opportunity. And your job as a professional is to go where there's opportunity. Yeah, I, I think, Harold, I think what's going to happen, and look, these guys have already probably thought this through, a lot of guys, they're going to go, wait a second, hold on, he finished fourth and he, he made what? That's exactly uh, what's going to happen. I mean. I want it to happen. I want it's to going to happen. I want some of these corn fairy guys to go take every opportunity that they're sitting there and go make hay. Well, the, the, again, I said it was the last thing. Here's the last thing. This, this, this line between need and greed. You know, the women went there and there wasn't a ripple, and and they don't have much. They don't have much. And like, where where does it get to where it's acceptable and where is it unacceptable? Like this conversation, I, I think it's good to have these conversations, but you have to be, you have to willing to be listening to the other side, not hearing them, listening. Yeah. So let, let, let me let me get to something else, because the logo on your hat is important uh, to me, because that guy um, is somebody who grew up rooting for the school that he went to. Um, Am I going to vomit me, on this table? What's that? Am I going to vomit no, on no, this table? No, no, you're not. You're not. Um, but but you've got a lot of Michael stories. And I had lunch with a buddy of mine last week and he said, what do you think he's going to be remembered for? I said, that brand, that brand. Think about it. That guy had made a bucket in over two decades. And the University of Michigan has his silhouette on their football jerseys. It's remarkable stuff. The first time you met Michael was where? Oh, uh, the first time I met him. So I'd never met him, and I just knew that I was going to be wearing the Jordan stuff. Uh, was at a f uh, basketball game, and my <laughs> my wife now was with me, and I, you know, like I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm enjoying the game, and they're like, "Hey, MJ wants to talk to you," and I'm like, "All right, cool." Like I wasn't nervous at all. Like I don't think about it. Like I wasn't nervous when I met Tiger. Like I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm but my but I, I the coolest thing is my wife was with me and I could tell how nervous she was. So like I started understanding what like what people I'm like, oh oh all right. So she made me more nervous than MJ made me. Like I was just like, What's up, man? Like yeah, yeah, But right. I had I had texted with him and we had joked around so that might have helped. But uh the best story uh is is easy. I um Somehow I got in touch with Gary Player after the QBE, and I, he wanted to talk, and super nice guy. So we go talk, and it's right the street from the Grove. So I go, and uh, I'm with my best friend, and he's driving me, and he's we're sitting there. I'm like, man, you want to go get lunch at the Grove? Let's see if we can get lunch. He's like, oh, dude, yeah, I'll go, and then get some the pro shop. <laughs> and so I call Ken. Ken's like, yeah, come on. You know, I'll see you in there. We, we're like, we're about to get lunch, and uh, he's like, no, Somebody comes up to me like, hey, go talk to uh, Ken. He wants to talk to you. So we get in the car. We go talk to Ken, meet his dad. They had just got done playing Augusta. He's like, man, it was one of the coolest things. And I was like, that's super cool. And on the way back, MJ's out there. And I'm like, Will's in the car. <laughs> and MJ's like, I know you got your golf gloves. I'll see you in like 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's get it on. <laughs> um, and we're in gym shorts and a T-shirt. And Will looks at me. He's like, are we about to play with MJ? I'm like, 
yeah, well, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, you're about to gamble with NJ. He's like, I ain't playing him for money. And my friend played at Auburn, great, just awesome guy. Like, love him to death. Like, I mean, he's good at golf. He should be fine. Yeah. He gets out there, and we hadn't hit a golf ball, and he's just like, bro, I'm so tight. I'm, I'm like, whatever. So we play the first hole, and there's no bet. Like, he doesn't have a bet with Will, and I'm like, perfect. Is like if he wanted to have a bet, he would have had it on the first hole. Yeah. We get to the second hole, and he's like, we ain't going to have any free rolls out here talking to Will. And Will's like, all right. He proceeds on to hit this drive, and he hits his second shot. And I think he hit it. It was 60 yards. I bet you hit it 20 yards. It was so bad. Oh. And I'm on the putt. I'm, like, walking to the putting green, and he's like, I'm like, MJ, man, you got him, you got him tore up. He's, a little, he's like, right where I want him. <laughs> So we play, and he throttles Will, and we get done. And I'm like, I know for sure MJ wants his money. You know, he loses 100 bucks, and uh, I played another guy. And I had, I had no money, but I played another guy. And he gave me uh, he gave me some money, and Will's like, ah, oh, you know, like MJ walks up to him, he's like, hey, where's my money? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm about to spend some money in the clubhouse. He's like, I don't care where he's about to spend some money. I want my $100. <laughs> so it was uh, – Dude, it's one of the best things ever. And then, like, MJ came and we, like, sat around and had some beers. And for him, it was a cool experience. Of course. So, it's very awesome. Will's been around. I took him. We played with uh, Ron Rivera. First time I ever met Ron. Yeah. Kendall Alley got me. Yeah, it was it was super um, – man, he's been pretty fortunate. But, man, it was funny. He had, And he was wearing Under Armour on the course. Oh, no. I mean, he just was slagging him all day, which he should. I mean, he's good at it. He can do it in a way where you're like, I don't know, you just don't – I don't know, I like it. I give I give it back to him as much as I can. There's not much I can say. No, I mean, he, he is – 1991, when they won their first championship, uh, the Bulls, I was working at the Governor's Club in Chapel Hill. I just graduated from college. So I'm, I'm working in the pro shop. The phone rings the morning after. He had won his first championship, and it's him. And he's a member of the club. The club had opened the, the previous fall. And he goes, he goes, I said, Gary Golf Shop. And he said, Gary, it's Michael Jordan. I'm like, please stop. I mean, no, it's not. You just won a championship like six hours ago. Um, but his voice is very distinctive. I mean, he's got great pipes. And, and he said, I'm coming down tomorrow. How early can we tee off? And I'm like, what time do you want to play? He said, seven. The first time was at eight. I'm like, Michael, I got I, like, I'm just out of college. I have no authority at all. So I, I'm like, Michael, I got to call the superintendent. And he goes, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. I'm like, now I'm sweating. So I call Ron Hall, the superintendent. And I'm like, Ron can, he's like, how many guys? I'm like, I, I don't know. And, but, but you know, yeah. uh, it's not going to be four. Yeah, it's definitely four. It's and everyone gonna, needs it's going to be, part. it's going to be a large group. And, and Ron's not happy, but he's like, that's fine. So they come in. And everybody has their own cart, playing eight. And, but the, the, the rub of this story was, he, you know, at that time, Governor's Club only had a double wide. So every time they, they'd finish around, and he wants to play all day. You He's going to touch oh, them all. Got it, and you hear him coming from the... Yes. And so he, he comes in, and there was a little bit of a rain delay, and, and he's in the shop. And, and he wants to play it all the way back. And, you know, 1991, 7,200 is, is a man's side. That's a grown-up golf yeah. course. And I'm like, you're going to break 80 this round. And I was just being a smart-ass kid. And he goes, how much money do you have? 
And I, I'm like, I, then I like backed away. And I should have said, I'll, I promise you, I'll bet you one of my paychecks again. Sure, there's no way you're breaking Dude, 80. The most impressive thing about him, he'll play for a penny or he'll play, like it counts the same. I've always thought that was awesome. Well, you, you, you said that, that, you know, people care more about being liked than, than, than winning. Yeah. And, but you said, unless you're Michael Jordan. And Michael is predatorial. And he and and you said it was it you know it's part of you know the family that he came from they knew who they were and and he and Tiger are very similar in that way I think that their personalities are different I think Michael is very affable he he can talk up anybody whereas Tiger is a little bit more like I'll retreat he you wants know, he to, do it to on get a in his bubble exactly yeah. Michael will get in a scrum and he will run smack with everybody which is great yeah. like he doesn't need to know you. But they, they both have that same trait that they want to end you. And they'll stay out there all day until they do it. Yeah, for sure. It's uh Yeah, it's funny, but like sometimes it's not funny when it's Tiger. Because yeah. like he does the sport that you like. You know, like with MJ, it's like perfect example, we go to this little thing, I'm hanging out with him and he's like he's like, Man, you know, where somehow winning comes up, he's like, I'm gonna have to give you like, you usually give him 10. He's like, you can give me eight till you win. You know, like, stuff like that. They're, like, really clean, good jabs. Like, with Tiger, it's like, it's uh, it's very, like, look at this. Like, man, like, but if you get him in a one-on-one setting, it's very, you know, I don't know if you remember this. He, uh, you remember when I chunked my three-wood at Riv? This had to be 2017, and I was leading by one. I and I hit it, like, 100 yards. I get done, and, you know, like, I'm pissed, but I'm kind of just more shocked. And I come around, and I come in the rib, and I'm just like, get me, you know, get me out of here. Yeah. And T-Dub is right there and just hugged me for, like, two minutes. So they're all they're both um, they're both caring. I just don't know if, like, sometimes they want to show the world or they care too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's cool. Just run your own shit. Like, don't yeah. Else. And I think that's – it's helped me out, like, seeing them, talking to them, being around them the little time that I have. Just like, hey, you can be Harold, but you just do your job, get your job done. And, you know, it's almost like I wish I would have met them when I was, like, 21. Like, because I had really just enjoyed just playing golf. Yeah. I still do. I still, like, love it. Like, I love it. It's the most – it's the best sport I've ever played. I don't – sometimes I don't call us athletes, but, like, I haven't been hurt yet. So then I'll call myself an athlete, like a real sport. You know, some things wouldn't fly. Um, It's getting more athletic. It is. But what's going to happen, I think, is like you can only do so much with being athletic and having a golf club. Right. Like, what what, are we going to have, Dustin Johnson, too? He's still got to hit the center of the club face. And then what's going to – I think else is going to happen, the USGA, and they're going to find ways to pull it back to make it – where everyone can compete. That's what I, I'll be gone by the time it actually happens, but that's what I think is going to happen. You know, the, the thing about about Michael and Tiger, the other thing that, that it's a once-in-a-century type of experience is that they were, they were the most talented. They were mo- the most driven. So if the hardest-working guy is, is the, the most, most capable guy, you're, you, you, you're, you're dealing with something that is lethal and, yeah, they, and those two guys are 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 the same guy in that respect correct but they make everyone around them whether it's the sport or their life better um obviously we know fred like i love that 
you know, like, so I met Fred first and Fred Whitfield, and he's like, yep. I just love how he encourages them to make their life better. Um, my agent is my best friend from the third grade. And, you know, you're so quick to hear people like, don't do this with your friends, don't do that with your friends. And those guys don't care. They're going to have their – obviously they can afford to do it, but they encourage – like Fred could go do whatever. Like he's well qualified and trained to do anything. But he's oh, like yeah. – but he's like thicker – he's so tight with MJ. And, and well, just if you look at sure. the makeup of that organization, he's, he's got yeah. a lot of people that He have, worked for the brand trusts. before. And yeah. So those are things that I see that I try to do that, you know, and I can still do. Like I, I keep the people you know that are going to be like – you know, the guy that runs my foundation, Jason Cox, he used to run CGA, the junior part, helped me out a lot. I want, I wanted that guy. And if you, if I go tell a friend, hey, I want you to run this, it only helps them. Like, not so much in the money perspective, but it gives them the ultimate confidence that Harold chose me. And I think that is so important. Those two guys are incredible at that. The, um, the Jordan brand they, you know, he's done a, they've done a really effective job. I, you know, he had some guys he knew that started wearing the shoes uh, several years ago with Keegan. Uh, and now you got more guys wearing, I think Bubba wears it. He does, uh, Bubba, Pepper Red, yeah. Luke Donald. Uh, yeah. Keegan wears his own shoe though, so it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with his foot, but he's like, yeah, he wears his own shoe. How about that, how about that brand on more golfers? I mean, do you know, if, is that an initiative of the Jordan brand to, to, to to be more present on the PGA Tour? Do you know? No clue. But the okay. way I think the brand runs, I don't think it'd be too many. Okay. I think they want they want to have a few guys and just kind of run their okay. – sort of like Nike does. They want to run, have a select crew and do their thing. And I, I, don't, I don't really care. I like the stuff. I like, you know, as <laughs> long as I'm wearing it, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm not too picky. Uh, so it's – it is what it is. I just want to keep become a better golfer. The coolest thing for me though is when wearing it, you don't have like, you don't look like a race car. I mean, like I can wear this shirt. No, you're the clean. Golf course. Yeah, I think that. I just think it looks so good. Yeah. Well, that was. I, I thought that was always smart on Nike's part. That that, and there's been a few exceptions. And it was more of a grandfather situation. Like Jason Day the had Lexus, a Lexus right? deal. Yeah. Uh, but by and large. And I, I had this conversation with Rory at the end of 2012 in Bermuda. And he's like, look at me. I look like a NASCAR driver. And I'm like, well, look, man. I mean, that, that costs, this collar costs money. Breast costs money. Your sleeve costs money. He goes, but, and it, he, was, he was on the verge of doing the Nike deal. And he said, I, I, I don't like this look. And he's been clean ever since. I mean, he, he made yeah, the decision to go with Nike. It's something about it. Yeah. It's super clean. Um, I think sometimes the best is when someone wants a shirt and like I've worn it a few times, they like, they can wear it to their work. They can wear it somewhere else, not look like, Oh, well, that's Harold's shirt. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I just didn't know how clean it looked until I, you know, I've been wearing it for three years now and it, I brilliant marketing. Yes, it is. I wouldn't have thought of it. I'll yeah. like, oh, put some everywhere. All right. Before you got, you got a busy day. Let me let you go with this five questions uh, to end here. The sporting event. Now look, you're a big sports fan. You're a Panther fan. Um, you went to East Carolina. I saw a video of you dancing in the locker room. What was that? Uh, we beat um, – I don't know who we beat, but my the Coach Houston has been great. 
to me and yeah every time they win and i'm there he's like you know the deal so he gave me a card like i don't know our uh, fight song and i've been like memorizing i can't do it so don't ask anyone in here uh but i've been memorizing the fight song so this year coming up i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna actually sing the fight song it's like we are the pirates we are the pirates of the East. yeah so i'm gonna memorize it and i'm gonna go so every time we win i go in the locker room and i dance and have fun and coach houston's been great doing that i don't know why he does it though. all right give me the sporting event that you want to attend in your life you haven't been to i'm doing it oh this horse racing count yeah of course so the kentucky derby is always on the wells Fargo. off the charts yeah and it is in it's always on the wells fargo yeah. it's in charlotte and this year it's in dc so i'm going so but i did the super bowl this year too that was one i've been knocking can i tell a story we got time? yeah uh so my really good this is nuts my really good friend that's on the board of my foundation I've known for 10 years, and we met. He works for Anheuser Bush. His brother, I'll cut it short, they went to the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine. Uh, he gets there, and he gets on whatever number three is at the Ryder Cup. I don't know okay. what actual the hole was. Okay. He can't move. He's like, man, like, dude, I don't feel good. Goes home, finds out he's got leukemia. Oh, my god. And while he's dying, he plans his funeral. He writes down all these things that he wants to do, that, that Ben has to do. And when I met Ben, he's like, tells me a story. I'm like, man, any of these I can help? And I met him, and he's like, I just want to play the third hole at Hazeltine. I don't want to part. I just want to play that hole. So then we just started knocking these things off the list. Like, he wanted to go to the Super Bowl. We went to the Super Bowl this year. We went, I have never been to Kentucky Derby. So his thing is always experiences over possessions. So Ben, his whole life has been, like, writing down, like, trying to knock these things off. Wow. Yeah, so Did that, you not see the movie with, with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, The Bucket List? Mm-mm. These no. two guys who you wouldn't have thought in your life would become friends, but they were both diagnosed with, with terminal illnesses, and they wind up traveling. One, one guy has nothing. Morgan Freeman has nothing, and Jack Nicholson has, has all that he could ever want. So they fly around in his private jet all over the world, experiencing things. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. So, so we're... Uh, so I, I'm, we're going to, we're going Kentucky to Hazel, Derby. We're going to Kentucky Derby, and we're going. To, I met a guy. We're going to Hazeltine this summer. I will cry. That's awesome. Like a baby, but like, yeah, that's his thing. So like, it's been good. Like you know, it's so weird. Like it has nothing to do with me. Like yeah, I get to do it. I want to experience. Well, it does that. have something to do. with No, you. but he is getting the. Yeah, but you're doing it with him. And then I'm. But like when I went to the Super Bowl, I was like, it was like, you know, I felt like I was doing something for him to, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm watching the halftime show, and it was, I was like, this is sick. Like, so when I can tell people, like, man, you need to go do that. You need to try and get, just get in there. Because, you know, we're so caught up on how close we can get, where we can get. No, who cares? Get in the building. Because, uh, and I, it's just, you know, the last 10 years, you've just been, but we gave, trying to do Mardi Gras, but he's done that one. I haven't done that one. So it's just really cool. That's how, so I'm going to the Kentucky Derby. I'm super excited okay, about well, that Okay, you're, well, you're headed over to get some, some threads this morning. You, you know you have to dress fine at the Derby. I mean, you. you I will be just fine. Okay. I ain't scared of anything. I'm wearing a pink. I'll be just fine. All right. What What is the sound? Any sound that you truly hate? Uh, the kid crying at about 11:30 right now. He's teething. So he Oof. went so good sleeping, and yeah, it's not awesome. Yeah, that's not a good sound. Uh, who is the best shit talker on the tour? He's not on there anymore, but Jason Gore was really good. Really? Yeah, he's got the, the best. The suit from the USGA now? Yeah, unbelievable. We uh, we were playing Corn Fairy together, and it's me and Ben Coles. 
Steve Wheatcroft and Jason Gorham were playing in Wichita in 17's part three. That's a hell of a crew right there. And, yeah, it was, and, yeah. Oh, it was nuts. So we're in there, and we're getting our asses throttled, me and Ben, and, like, you know, you know when you're losing, you're like, all right, man, 17, 18, we got to win one of them. Like, we got to. We get up there, and it's 230 yards, and it's blowing into the wind. And I'm like, word, we can win this hole. We can we can win this hole with a par. Like, So, Jason Gore, this is how dumb he is. He had a one-iron. Like, he has a one-iron. It's like a 1.5. Yeah, he's an old five. man. So, yeah. he takes his one-iron out, and he freaking holes it. I mean, we lost like 500 bucks a day. Then, you know, 500 bucks, you're like, bro, I don't even know where I'm going to get 500 bucks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and he just, the whole way up there, just giving it to us. And me and Ben are just like, you know, like the old men are just like, mm, the little puppies. <laughs> That's what it looked like walking up there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. I'll tell you a quick story about Steve Wheatcroft, who played the tour, uh, had a chance, good chance in Houston. Oh, then he then he just kind of bladed, kind of hosel rocketed that bunker shot. But but Steve Wheatcroft worked at Oakmont for Bob Ford as an assistant, and he was playing Bob, and they were finishing on the ninth hole, and he, and he had Bob like dead to rights to be one the last hole he was going to beat him, which is a rare thing. Bob is one of the great club professionals of all time. Great guy. He walked off his yardage from like one twenty three, and Bob was seething so so Steve Wheatcroft beat him Bob put him in that range cart driving that buggy on the range for like a month as punishment I mean he was a guy he was working on the professional staff and he's like really you're gonna walk off a yardage from 123 no you way. are gonna get in that cage and you're gonna drive that range cart for a month. I mean, Bob's also the guy that was about to beat Arnie's record at some course and didn't finish. That was at Latrobe Country Club. Yeah, like so. Arnold Palmer's home, and he walked off. Yeah, so there's a. Uh, now Bob is Bob's the best. Yes. He's, no, he's the, he's the consummate gentleman. Yeah, like uh, when he's like, I just beat Bob Ford. <laughs> All right, the the best shot you ever have seen in person. Can I do one I've hit and one I've seen? Sure. I one I've hit recently is uh, Seminole, pin on the left on number nine. Yeah. My partner, I made birdie on seven. My partner makes hole in one on eight. And I hit it left hole on one nine. It's like 240. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So, yeah, dog makes hole in one, and we're sitting there. I'm like, holy shit. You know, we might win this thing. We get down there. So, like, now I'm taking it serious. Like, you know, first it's fun, and then you, like, start getting it going. I hit my drive, I smoke it, whatever. I hit my whatever, three wood, little left. I'm in the bunker, and the pin's on the left, so I'm already short-sided. It's on the down slope, and my, my caddy's like, oh, yeah, just flop it up there. I'm like, bro. But in between the bunker and the green, there's, like, the rough and a bank and then, like, some overseeded grass. And I was like, dude, just watch this. This is going to be sick. And I bladed it through the rough, hit into the bank of, the, like, the like – the, Overseed grass and then bounces up and it just rolls and goes in perfect. So we finished birdie, hole in one, eagle. Wow. It was the sickest shot. Like, you know, like making that putt and sorry, Raven, that was yeah, super yeah. cool. But like like when you're you're talking about hitting a shot, like, I don't know. Um best shot I've seen someone hit. Oh, who have I played with? Man. Oh, I got a good one. And it wasn't even that good, but you know, you just dream of doing it. It's Sam Burns on 18, wind off the left, hits driver, and I'm like. Where? 
at 18 at Sawgrass. Okay. And he gets up there, and he just hits. I'm, I think it, like, rode down, like, the center of the fairway. Like, it was, like, perfect. You know, never, like, oh, cut yeah, across yeah, the yeah. water. Went straight down. It was just – and he outdrove him by, like, probably 50. Wow. Uh, the, the the ninth at Seminole, another quick Bob Ford story. I was Me and Scott Mahoney were playing, him and Johan Rupert. And I had one of those that wasn't very rare days. I, I hold my bunker. Nine was our last hole. I hold my bunker shot on nine for my sixth birdie of the day. So we walked them in. They were done. And on the ninth hole, Bob had like 238. And I said, how are you going to hit this, play the shot? He said, well, I got I to gotta split that palm tree. And the pin was, was kind of back right. He three-hopped it in the hole for a two and called a shot. Yeah. That's what, man, see, stories are the best. Yeah. If you can talk about it, I mean, it, I mean, some people don't yeah, like it. Yeah, and by the way, Johan gave me an invite to the Dunhill links, and I showed up, and I was a zero. He's like, that's what you get for making six birdies on me six months ago. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> what a guy. All right, last question. The last time you paid for a round of golf? Uh um uh, december 23rd the catawba creek yeah it is what it is man. how much it's like 30 something dollars which is whatever really yeah just, what do you mean whatever you seem kind of agitated that you had to pay 30. it's the same course i grew up it used to be gasoline municipal where they had that deal and then i just whatever i'm not agitated i just don't want to talk <laughs> i don't want to talk smack about anyone that's just not who i am i definitely ain't gonna do it i mean i ain't gonna do it like most people do it but i just yeah it doesn't bother me. No, I, I don't mind paying. I'm about to pay to go to Bain and Dunes. I don't really care. Are you really? Yeah, who gets, Yeah, I'm going with a really good donor and friend from ECU. I don't care Where about paying. Where are you going? The weekend before the Derby. So December. So May 6th is yeah. Friday. I come back. And you've never been. You've never Bain been to Bain. Oh, I've been. Oh, you have? I played the Pump Links there. Lost in oh, the, okay. Lost in the round of 32, I think. To Jim Liu, he used to be the number one junior at the time. He won the U.S. Junior. Yeah, I mean, go look him up. Yeah, I, Sheep Ranch wasn't open at the time. Was not. Yep. It, it was, but you rented it for the day. Okay. So you would just go pay 1200 bucks, they'd drop you off, and you'd play all day, and you'd just have wow. a good time. The par three wasn't there. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're super pumped. Yeah. It's going to be good. I played in the Solstice event there. Played all four golf courses in one day. Best Walking. course. Don't uh, to hurt me, yourself. Uh, trails is my favorite. Not even close. It's not even debatable. The course they love, Old McDonald, is terrible. Uh, like I mean, if you want to go play, I, I, and I listen, I love those guys, and Kaiser's great, and, but uh, Old Mac, I don't get it. I don't I, get it. I love my mom, but like I make opinions about <laughs> what I think about it. <laughs> That's my point. Just because you make a suggestion doesn't mean you don't love it. Anymore. No, trails is trails is trails is awesome. Awesome. Oh, McDonald's sucks. Well, listen, um, have a have a memorable week next week. I mean, this is this is this is you know, look, you 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 hit all those balls for to reason. achieve certain things and to get certain places. We're not there it's for a, a photo op. We're not there for no. a photo op. Let's go. Like you say, we here. We are. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me.